Thank you for listening to Right Jokes, Wrong Times. Today, I was joined by Alan Crooks. You can follow him on Twitter at Alan the Cursed. You can listen to his podcast, The Antisocial Hour, or you can follow it on YouTube as well at Antisocial Comedy. We started talking about why this podcast was late. We were supposed to do this on Sunday night, and you actually had something fucking crazy happen. And I'd actually like to hear way more details than I got in two messages on Messenger. So, dude, tell me what happened. <laughs> oh, man, I was like super stoked to go do some things, uh, including this podcast. And this is, a you know, a, not a necessary detail. I like those. Some pretty scandalous sexual things were going on. <laughs> you know, it, and it was getting wrapped up and not wrapped up. I mean, it was getting like started up that's the opposite revved up yeah and i heard some crazy dripping and i didn't know what was going on i was kind of disoriented by it so obviously i cue the sex music because duh it's always a good choice there's never not a good choice to cue the sex music well i mean i guess if there are children around jesus brendan well you know cue it's a stop so investigate the dripping yeah oh my bad my bad I thought you were saying like you were queuing it up, like you were like, all right, let's do this shit. No, it was it was already in full swing. <laughs> all um, right. Yeah, I find where it is and the lights are out and it's just water dripping from the ceiling and it's just way too much. And the long and short of it is <laughs> that it rained poop water, basically destroyed all of my clothes. And now we're just waiting till someone to come fix it. So rain poop water from your upstairs neighbors. You said you look like you had a shit stained ceiling. Yeah, kind of like the the sustained chapel. Yeah, it was the shit stained chapel. Shit stained chapel. Nice. Yeah. Could you tell what they ate? <laughs> no, but you know the the <laughs> mix of sewage water. It was like I could tell they were dehydrated. <laughs> You're like giving them notes. Hey man, I'm kind of <laughs> worried about you. Like in all honesty, I know I have thousands of dollars of damage, but how are you doing? Yeah. Are you, are you drinking enough water? Check. You should, you should look at that. Well, dude, I'm excited to have you on today, man. The last couple times that I've seen you, what strikes me about you and your comedy is how much I can tell, at least I feel, that you write jokes. And it seems to me like you're very set up punch as far as the way you might write. Do, do I have that right or no? Yeah, I guess I guess writing. Yeah. Uh, do, do people do it somehow some other way do people just like riff it storytellers just storytellers okay yeah i mean so this is from somebody who has no idea what he's doing i feel like you can tell a lot of times when somebody gets up and i do this myself when you get up with like an aimless point where you something funny happened right Mm. but you don't have a punchline oh right right yeah like just a funny thing that you observed okay yeah but you don't you don't ever write that down well but that's not a joke a a funny story is not necessarily a joke right Uh, so like I've done this before. I've been like, oh man, I have this really funny joke idea and I, it's something funny that happened to me. And then I get on stage and I tell the story and the story ends. You know what I mean? Where yeah. like I watched you do like very specifically set up punch jokes. Right, right, right. And I love those. Absolutely okay. love those. Yeah. You know why? Dude, I'm just like not good with stories. I would love to tell stories, but I feel like I right now I'm just kind of trying to develop that setup punch. And yeah. um, so I feel like story- storytelling is very hard. I mean, I'm, I'll work up to it, but I feel like I have to work up to it. And so that's why I try to spend as much time developing just setup punch. Well, I am a horrific storyteller and I love writing terrible dad jokes. So I'm, dude, I'm all about it, bro. So I asked you to think about a joke of yours that works on stage that you love. So what do you have for me, man? The first joke is. One that I was actually pretty proud of. I felt like I like did like a successful bit or a joke, and it's nice. uh, I've only ever done it twice though, but it's worked both those, both those times. Uh, good for you, man. But the point is, it you know it worked on stage, and I felt good about actually 
delivering it. And it's the the joke about the ice cream truck being a serial killer, <laughs> the ice cream man being a serial killer. There's a lot of stuff to be scared of, but what we should really be concerned about is ice cream trucks. <laughs> Wait, can I ask you before you go on, what are you legitimately scared of? Give me like something you're legitimately scared of. To connect it to that joke even, random violence. Random violence? Dude, I guess everybody would probably be afraid of random violence, right? I like directed violence. It's also not great, <laughs> but it's like freak accidents. Like that's something that I think about a lot. Yeah. And I feel like as far in the idea of murder or serial killer the probability of actually being murdered or a victim of a serial killer is such a wild probability but i feel like that's it still could happen but you're special all right back to the ice cream trucks so we should be afraid of ice cream so tell me why we should be afraid of ice cream i guess they have the motif basically you know the ice cream truck guy or woman or they jesus you know when i say guy i mean man and when i mean man I mean, mankind. So so they have the motif? Yeah. You pretentious bitch. I, it's their MO. <laughs> but the windowless van, uh, strolling around neighborhoods. No one really knows who they are. There's never any windows. It's just like stickers of ice cream. <laughs> and, you know, they're trying to sell these treats to kids. And that just feels weird, you know? Uh, you know John Wayne Gacy? I Actually, I do not. I'm terrible with references. All who right, the fuck's well, that? John Wayne Gacy is an infamous, notorious... Serial killer. He was the clown, the killer clown. Oh, shit. He literally did kidnap children and torture them in his van. Oh, Jesus. That's where, like, all of those stereotypes come from. Whenever someone makes a serial killer joke, like, oh, get in my van. <laughs> so you're saying if it was, like, a Toyota Corolla, everybody that owns a Toyota Corolla would just be a creeper? <laughs> Hey, you know, times change and maybe now it's not a van. Maybe it's like uh, like a Mustang or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> There's got to be some ice cream dude out there who just loves privacy and just wanted to black out the windows. You know what I mean? Just suffers from John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> well, you know, I guess the ice cream man in his defense isn't also a clown. Dude, my buddy growing up in high school, his parents gave him like his first car to drive it was like a chevy express van but it was like the old ones where it had like the back seat would like fold down into a bed it had fucking curtains it had a tv in it it had a curtain and a tv bro and it was like the old school like tube tvs so that it was almost like a double axle back on the the back wheel like a dually van just to nice. carry the tv but dude we used to ditch school and just go sit in that and watch tv oh, and and man. no no serial killing involved you know hey if you got a old you know rickety beat up thing sure <laughs> hang out in it Fucking dude, if it's got a TV in it, then hell yeah, block out the windows. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> well, I'm sure an ice cream man probably came around and was like, "Damn, look at that creepy ass van. I'm out of here. They already got this. They already got their territory, <laughs> their zone." Nice. I'm actually excited to hear a joke of yours that didn't work on stage. So, what do you have for me there? Literally all of them. I don't know. Like that's Same. it. <laughs> they all have to go through that. I I guess. Um, but I, I mean, they don't have to, but I make them. <laughs> It's the only way you can make sure they're good is that they're bad first. Um, <laughs> Wait, you can make sure they're good? No. No. Um, maybe? I don't know. I don't. There's no rules. There are no rules. Um, but there was one specifically. I remember vaguely. It was an open mic night. And typically, like from what little I've, I've experienced, uh, people kind of just nod or smile at least. Even if I do a joke and it does poorly like blankly yeah one night sorry again sidetracked i'm like how i'm like how do i narrow this down like to just how bad it was i got nothing no one i feel like the whole everybody just avoided eye contact and they had stopped looking at me even though i was on stage in the center of the attention like that's how <laughs> awkward it got like everyone just at once just like turned their heads away like i can't look at this right now like <laughs> jesus how many people were in the room <laughs> I, mean, I don't know like five that weren't comics i'm pretty sure it had something to do about 
putting my dog down uh, because she was too heavy. It's like a uh, My 600 Pound Life and you were like, you know what? I'm the Dr. Nozarden of this show. See, and because that was the entirety of the joke, that it sounds like that could be the context. But what I meant was like, I guess with my arm, I like gestured like putting a dog down because they're like <laughs> heavy. Uh, <laughs> oh, just like setting a dog down on the ground? Yes, exactly. See? But you said putting a dog down? Jesus. Yes. It's like a play on words. I thought it was cute, like <laughs> morbid, but cute. But yeah, people were just like, okay. You know, there was just blank expressions for miles. Dude, and your Zoom fucking picture thing is a dog? <laughs> it is. It is. Oh my God. I, I guess I'm a dog person. Dude, and it's on a farm, like out in a pasture. What the fuck do you do to dogs, Alan? Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I got to go, man. Good time. <laughs> I've had fun. Can you hook me up with Michael Vick? <laughs> <laughs> Who told you? So everybody looks away from you. Were you able to get some laughs after that? Or was everybody basically done with you? See, I'm really good at like just taking those really negative traumatic experiences and like tucking them away. <laughs> this is not the case. I like went off to no applause. I walked out to no one saying, hey, nice set. I, you know. <laughs> well, I relate to that every night. Jesus. <laughs> I went out to the bar and was like, can I pay my credit card? And like, fuck you, loser. And then, you know. <laughs> they were like, your jokes were so bad, your money's not accepted here. Yeah, they're like, you uh, need to figure this out. Uh, I know you have money, but we would rather you work it off in the kitchen. Yeah, we're trying to punish you. Like, this is physical punishment. Like, <laughs> damn dude that sucks i remember one time there man uh they had like a whole like town council or something from like another city like visiting like legitimately like 25 people or so right yeah. there for an open mic i went up like thinking that i was going to do really well and i ate one of the biggest sticks i've ever ate and i had like <laughs> the, what made me think of that was the way you said you just like walked off and were like dude i just ate shit walked straight out and was like i need to leave the premises i need to go home and like the whole ride home i was like why the fuck am i doing this like what am i doing here that those yes, are dude. rough nights yes Oh, I'm so glad. I, I felt so alone. I'm like, this is the only person that's ever happened to. Like, <laughs> You don't feel funny again for a long time after that, too. It's like quite a while. You're like, Jesus. Uh, like, And I went through like a writing drought. After, it's not great. Yeah. And then you have to like build yourself back up. And then you like get to like zero again. And <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like, all right, maybe I can do okay, probably. <laughs> that being said, I'm happy to hear what you're writing about now. So what are you writing about now? Oh, fuck. More shit coming through? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, the, we just uh, cut a hole and the neighbor just shits directly into my clothes. It's more laundry. efficient. We yeah. go through so many ceilings this way. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was, uh, I had my fucking note, my little notes here prepared. And I was like, I'm going to. It's all covered uh, in shit. I'm going to go through. Uh, let's see, what do I have actually? And let me ask you this. Would you say you write a lot of dad jokes? I guess so. Like a lot of play on words, a lot of puns. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I try to, yeah. Do you kind of get those from kind of what's going on around you, or are they just kind of randomly as you kind of make stuff up? Let's see. Or some other way. I guess I shouldn't lay out two fucking options, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Are There's they only this way or only this way? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There's nothing else. And if you did yeah. anything else, you're an idiot. Yeah. I, I get, like, really hyped up for no reason about writing comedy. And I'll be right. like, I can put anything together. I'll make it make sense. <laughs> I, I think there was, like, a, a bird outside. And I think I had read something about a musician that died and it was from Rolling Stone magazine. And I was like, bird and Rolling Stones. How can I make those two things make sense? And uh, that's usually what it is, like a challenge, I, so, I guess. To really? So you'll force. you'll go challenge. Yeah. I, I tried to challenge myself uh, pretty early on and I realized that I wrote nothing but shit when I 
couldn't come up with it naturally, when I couldn't come up with the premise naturally. I can uh, sometimes write a shitty joke, but like the premise was always horrific. If I tried to force it out, like, let me combine this is horrific for me. I was terrible. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually way better. You know, it's way easier. The process is way easier whenever it is like just natural premise. And I'm getting better at that. Yeah. Like I just try to force concepts together and that's how dad jokes happen. Nice. Yeah. All right. What are you writing about now, man? Yeah. Right now I'm, I'm trying to put together like basically stuff about like my own curiosity like i always want to know more sexually anything yes i'll get there like you know <laughs> but literally anything dude you could i could uh it could be about rocks and i'll be like rocks really what kind of rocks what you what you, you want to talk about rock? like i am down to fucking i'm i will i'm an info junkie information junkie There's bro words. same i'm like learning that we're becoming best friends right now <laughs> Okay, I thought we were already, but never mind. <laughs> well, uh, you smell like shit lately. <laughs> that was my shower. <laughs> the joke is about my curiosity kind of leads me to trying to be right about stuff, I guess. Or like basically curiosity kills the cat, but not literally. It kills the dog. It kills the dog. There he goes. It puts it down. Full circle. Full circle. Sorry, what did you say right before curiosity kills the cat? Oh, when you are curious about stuff, you end up being right. How the fuck does that work? Oh, no, 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 no. When I get curious about something, I learn... I try to learn as much as I can so that yeah. whenever it comes up, I am going to be right about whatever it is we're talking about. Dude, same. <laughs> there you go. Like, <laughs> But the thing is, it's not like to feel right. And it's not like anybody's like, oh, hey, yeah, dude, you're right. It's more just like, okay, you're right. Fucking wow. No one cares. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Dude, I get like that level about damn near everything almost so like if i'm flying to chicago yeah. i gotta learn everything i know like everything there is to know about chicago the fucking history i need to learn <laughs> about like the buildings i read about the fucking airport i fly into like shit that's happened at the airport in the past like dude i love doing all that kind of sh i love like just knowing so much useless shit <laughs> see and uh i like if i was going on that same trip with you i would be like looking at every single rule or procedure for tsa it's like oh what's <laughs> changed what's updated what can I what can I bring what can't I bring has that changed I'm gonna try to bring this to this time you know like okay I feel like if you know some of these rules to where you know what's changed uh you might be a terrorist bro like you're like <laughs> damn it I can't bring this shit anymore dude well no you gotta if you just show up thinking you know what what you know how, what the deal is and they're like who the fuck are you look at this <laughs> new thing that came out just two hours ago like you're breaking the law and you're going to jail forever. Like uh, that's true. <laughs> you're not allowed to bring cell phone chargers. I don't know. You're not allowed to bring fucking pop sockets onto airplanes anymore. You're we're taking you straight to jail. <laughs> yeah, that's because one pilot crashed with one. They were like, all right, look, these are stupid from the start. We should have known it fell out of the fucking AC vent while he was flying the plane and he reached on the floor to get it, crashed the plane. <laughs> It was so sudden. <laughs> well, dude, uh, thank you so much for recording with me today, man. I really appreciate you being on with me. Yeah, dude, this was great. Thanks for having me.